It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you fine, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind was gone for a minute, but I'm back because the bump's off. Straws at the ready, case something pops off. Oi, oi, yes, 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 yes. I am back. It is me, Kalechi. Kalechi, Ben's Punani womanist, a baby girl, and also what? I'm going to have a sound effect there. Brent, can I have a sound effect? Great. <laughs> Brent would have put it in there. <laughs> also, announcing that I'm somebody's mother. Woo! What a trip. What a trip. Yeah. Okay, I feel like, no, I've got one more song in me. What? What is it? What is it? Even though it feels like I've got... No, I haven't. You know that song by... um. Is it Drew Hill or Cisco? Did he do it by himself? Even though it seems I have everything, I don't want to be a lonely fool. Yeah. Even though it seems I curse everything, I don't want to be a strawless fool. All of the cusses, all of the draggings don't amount to you. I can make believe I curse everything But I can't pretend that I don't see That without my straws Suck your mom is incomplete Oi Oi My baby would be proud Bars for days Bars for years That's me Anyway Sorry, that was a very, very long intro. Like I said, it's me, Kalechi, Kalechi Okafor. And this is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. Not me, because I know I'm a mum. <laughs> Sorry, I'll behave myself now. That's so wild. Um, I'm just super happy to be back. I know I'm always like, I'm so happy to be here, but I'm super happy to be making this episode man like god is a real one god is a rascal like g like the the g in god is because god's a g yeah you know like and sometimes god moves in silence like the g in lasagna but you know ever present ever present ever benevolent ever merciful god is just a real one so yes I'm back. Um, announcements, announcements. Well, first of all, I must say that for my YouTube people, them, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be continuing making the um, video versions for a while, video versions of the podcast, simply because, you know, I want to be able to make the podcast regularly. And Brent is a baby boy and he nices me, you know, with making these videos, but also the distance is a bit much. So, you know, now that there's a, there's a little one, a little human to consider, 
So I was actually going to make an episode last week And then I was literally about to set off And he did like this massive poo But because I'd um, taken him for his circumcision it, I had to be the one to You know, I wanted to be the one to like clean him And, you know, look after him So it just meant that I couldn't make it To record that episode uh, Because of the distance Now, if it was somewhere closer And I didn't have to worry about having a video version of this Then, you know I could have I could have still recorded So I just feel like You have to sacrifice a little To get a lot So if I drop The YouTube videos for a bit It might mean that I actually can make Weekly episodes Wouldn't it be nice If we could say Suck your mom Every Monday Wow God really spoke through me then I don't even know Where that song came from So yeah uh, Just wanted to give you That little piece of information So when you don't see The YouTube video Do not message me about Oh my god What happened to that video Because I was really Looking forward to it Because I've already Told you now What's happening But for all of you Man that listen um, on your, Through your ears Anyway You don't th- This means nothing to you You don't need to worry About anything But um, Oh wow I just looked at my phone And it's 11.11 Synchronicity Yes uh, Happy Monday If you're listening to this On the Monday when it comes out It's my birthday week Bop, bop, bop What? Gonna be 33 up in this bitch Yeah? You hear me? 30, 33 33 years old Nah, 33 is a magical number for me And I've been looking forward to this age Like for the past year I don't even know It just I was suddenly overcome by the fact that Raw that is such a powerful number, three, three, nine. You know, like it's it's not. It's just it's it's just a powerful, powerful number. And the best birthday present I could have ever imagined is having my baby boy. It's your baby girl who's got a baby boy, just a baby girl in a baby world with a baby boy. Yeah. So yeah, we had his naming ceremony. Uh, Baby boy's name is Lev. Lev as in L-E-W So you might want to call him Liu And some of you will probably make that mistake And I will probably cuss you in my head But smile nicely So it's spelt L-E-W um, It's Polish for lion Now, when I was choosing names I wanted to kind of choose it to coincide With whatever his, um, you know, his sun sign might be So there was a chance Because he was predicted to arrive um, 23rd of August You know He could have arrived early So I thought Well you know Leo So I might call him Lev But then When I was thinking of Virgo The other name was Virginius And I just thought Nah that You know that, The name Sorry to anyone That's called Virginius Yeah but The name's clapped So I just thought No I actually don't want to call him Virginius And no matter what happens I want to call him Lev And um yeah, I just think it's beautiful. It's beautiful because he's a little lion. Raw. He's beautiful. He's wonderful. Like, actually, being a mum now is a bit wild because I'm just like, what? Like, I'm. You've put me. You've given me stewardship over this soul to accompany this soul, guide them through this life. A whole me that sometimes when I'm tired, I'll be like, you know, trying to tap my fob to open the fridge at home. Tap me, you know, the key fob for outside the building. I'll be tapping it on my, yeah, mad. But God knows what God's doing in it. So I just roll with it. 
And I guess like I kind of understand now When I would see people's bios Yeah And they'll put um, You know They'll put Their name And then they'll write Mum Entrepreneur da, 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 da. And I I, I Not that I ever slated it I just always found it rather peculiar That mum was the first thing that they put But then actually After going through the birthing experience After um, Going by the time you listen to it Four weeks now Of, of raising this human I understand I get you Totally, I understand I mean, I don't think I'll be joining you putting it first But I understand why it would be the main thing that you put Because it's it's a wonderful thing and it's a lot So big up all of you, man Yeah, big up all of you, man, that birth humans, yeah Man being, you know, non-gender specific in this situation All of you, man, that birth humans Big up yourselves because It's actually, it's actually a mad thing It's actually a mad thing but um, yeah, I can't say that I've stopped working. So some some of you who follow me on social media would have seen that you know I've I've still been about out in these streets. You know, I recorded the audiobook version of the um, book that's coming out this Thursday. If you're listening on Monday, the book that's coming out Thursday, third of October by. Uh, Scarlett Curtis It's an anthology Like I told you before It's called It's it's Not Okay to Feel Blue And Other Lies Uh, It's about mental health Um, So my essay's in there Like I said It's like the most Raw and open I've been about My One of my life experiences Um, And I felt like That was the right place To share it If we're talking about Mental health so, you know, get the book, like read the thing, read my essay. I'm super, super proud of it. I'm super proud to show up in the world as the person that I am, the, the being that I am and all the things that I've gone through that has shaped me into being this, um, you know, Ben's Ponani babe, you know, this baby girl. So yeah, get into it. 3rd of October, it's not okay to feel blue and other lies. And you, like I said, Naomi Campbell's in the same book, Lena Dunham. <clears throat> <laughs> Lena Dunham's in there. I don't say anything. Uh, Lena Dunham's in there, and yeah, you know, um, um, Amelia Clark, you know, Mother of Dragons. Like I said, like James Blake, like um, Toddler Lex, Baby Boy. Like there's so there's so many people that you know doing bits that are in this. So 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 get 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 into it, get into it. And obviously, the other thing that I did was um, host a poll party for some influencers at the studio at my bell pole dance studio Kalechnikov people always struggle with that name hello hi is this some Kalechnikov I just wanted to inquire about pole dance classes very funny but um yeah, I hosted a pole dance session for them And I actually did it 10 days postpartum So Lev was born 1st of September And 11th of September I was at the studio teaching this pole dance class And doing some tutu spins And teaching them a sexy pole routine um, in my heels I think I took my heels off after a while Yeah, I didn't have them on for most of it But yeah, I was teaching them these pole moves Would not advise it, would not advise it People get your rest If you've if you've pushed a child out through your vagina Even whatever me- method you've taken to birth a child and Or you've, you know, just through the whole process of even just being pregnant for all of those months I do not advise that you rush back to doing things that quickly But I wanted to because I'm a hustler I'm a hustler, baby I just want you to know Oh, it ain't where I've been It's where I'm about to go Oh, 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 yeah so anyway, the Hustlers movie 
I was asked to host this um, pole dance session for influencers and it was super, super great. The movie itself, I went to go and see it with my baby girl, Hodan. Uh, and it's it's really, really interesting that, you know, what the recession caused these women to resort to in terms of making a living and how, you know, people have reactions to patriarchy and the way that it treats women. So I, I, I really empathize with the narrative of that story. And, you know, and as a pole dancer, as a pole dance teacher, as a pole dance studio owner, it was just great for pole dance to have its moment on screen. And JLo looked cute. Like what? She's 50 something body set good, like the ice in a fucking freezer, mate. She looks wonderful. So yeah, it was, it was really great to watch the film. Um, I definitely feel like I got more out of reading the actual article that the film is based on. I think it's called The Hustlers at Scores. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was super, super interesting. So big up yourself, the PR agency that got me involved. I really, really enjoyed being part of that campaign. Um, and if you haven't seen Hustlers, go and see it. It's out in the cinemas now. Like, just go and if you know if you can pop by if you want to see a little cute thing, go and see it. Constance Wu, I really like her because I watch her in Fresh Off the Boat. She did a really great job in that as well. Kiki Palmer, very very cute in that. Very very cute. So yeah, if you want to see a film and there's you've seen all the other films, definitely go and see Hustlers the movie and get yourself involved in that way. And that's that. So yeah, like I was saying, I'm, I was out here really, really hustling, really, really hustling. And that's why I was at the studio teaching, but I definitely did require more rest. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've tried to go back to doing like fitness bits as well. So I've been to Bikram yoga and I've been to, I went to the gym the other day. I'll probably have gone a few more times before you listen to this episode as well, because, you know, when your career is kind of based around what you're doing with your body and I'll expound, uh, I'll expand upon this later, you find that there is that kind of pressure. I'll call it pressure. I'm not even going to say anything else. Pressure to kind of get back on to things and get things moving. And there are so many other projects that I'm hoping to announce by the end of this year, God willing, you know, that that will just let you know the level of work and and pressure that I'm under. Under pressure. But yeah, und, you know, that I'm under, but mental health is important. My sanity is paramount. So I'm just trying to like make sure I balance things out, which means that I'm just not getting involved in a lot of conversations. I never knew that I could be so aggressively minding my business. Like I see so many things fly about on the timeline on social media and I'm just like, keeping my mouth shut. So again, when people send me messages like, oh, Kelechi, I'd love your view on this. My view on it is that you can suck your fucking mother. Don't send me things. I've told you. My view on it, if I wanted to share it, I would have shared it. You don't need to come and ask me. Yeah, I'm not a wind up dolly. I'm not a rent and angry black woman. I told you already, don't ask my view on things. Leave me alone. Um, and yeah, I'm just so engrossed in just watching this little human do cute things that are purely biological, but just beautiful to, to watch. And I'm just fully involved in that. And lots of people are like, oh, I'd love to see you. I'd love to come round. I'd love to, you know, meet up with you and no tea, no shade. Like I really, really appreciate all of that loving, but I'm so protective of my energy and the energies around, um, Lev. So that's why I'm 
you know, I, I just don't respond. I sometimes I don't like to fob people off, you know, with like, oh yeah, sure. We'll do a day maybe next week or in a couple of weeks. Sometimes I just don't respond to the thing because I don't want to lie to you. And I don't, it's not like I don't want to see people. I'm just, you know, I think there'll be a time when I'm ready to kind of be out and about with him and, and letting people meet him and that. But for now, you know, I'm just very much happy to kind of be at home, be in my home vicinity and just minding my business and whatever I feel to talk on, I'll talk on it. And when I don't, I don't, it's really that simple, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it is what it is, you know? So anyway, let's get into, oh, I forgot before that was my next announcement. Uh, Cheltenham Literature Festival, your baby girl is going to be on two panels at the Cheltenham Literature Festival. Big, big things are gone, you know, and this could possibly, look where my words, possibly lead to so many other things and, you know, other things that I'd probably want to announce later on. But um, yeah, I'm going to be there talking on two panels and I'm super excited. One is about Windrush and one is with Scarlett Curtis about this book. It's not okay to feel blue and other lies. So I'm, I'm just really out here doing me, doing me and showing up in the world as I fucking want to show up in the world. And I think that that is important to do. So those were my announcements. I wanted to get them out of the way because I'm going to I'm going to talk crud later on. So it was good to kind of get all of these bits out of the way before I forget. So let's get into the tarot then. The tarot, I feel like it's interesting. I think it's an extension of a reading that I did for myself recently. And then I watched Leonie Nicole Black's uh, videos, like the tarot messages that she had up recently. And I didn't feel like Scorpio resonated with me because, you know, I'm a Scorpio, Sun, Moon, Venus, not Sun, Moon, fucking hell. I'm a Scorpio, Moon, Venus, Mercury and Pluto, right? So most times the Scorpio messages usually resonate with me. Um, And obviously my son is Libra. So I'm a, because I'm born 5th of October. So actually my, you know, my, my sun sign, my main sign is Libra. But no, the Libra one didn't resonate with me. The Scorpio one didn't really resonate with me. But which one uh, resonated with me? My rising sign of Aries was the one I watched when I was feeding Lev in the early hours of one morning. And it was pretty much like the clarion cry of the message I'd gotten for myself earlier on. And and then I've pulled these cards again and it feels like it's the same message. So I feel like it's not just a message for me. I think it's a resounding message. So there must be this energy that a lot of us and those of you who listen to this podcast, a lot of us have tapped into at the moment. And that's why the messages come through again, or maybe the spirits just want to shout at me some more. But I'll get into it first before before telling you more. So from the Collider Dope deck, I pulled the four of coins, which is the four of pentacles. And I pulled and the four of coins I pulled actually in reverse. And then I pulled the nine of cups upright. And then I pulled the five of swords in reverse. So what I got from this instantly from looking at it, was I'll just explain it to you. So the four of coins in the traditional rider weight deck, yeah, you see a figure, it looks like a man holding, he's got two coins under his feet, I think, then he's holding one coin in his chest and there's a coin above his head, if I'm not mistaken. So basically the bag is all around you. You have motherfucking secured every bag that there is to secure. Or, you know, the abundance is there. There is no, there's no evidence of lack. Like you have 
this You have financial security The reason it's coming up in reverse Is because I feel like some people aren't recognising Like myself I would say You're not recognising that you have secured the bag And there are many more bags coming your way Like there is this energy of abundance That is surrounding you in various forms But you're failing to really see it And you're failing to see it But at the same time it's weird Because you also understand that you're blessed So, because sometimes people try to make it out like it's one or the other Like, oh, well, if you don't see, you know, that you have secured the bag If you don't see these things, then it means that you don't realise that you're blessed No, 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 because that's why the Nine of Cups came up Literally, all of your dreams are are slowly coming true Like, the the things that you've, all the things you've wanted That you've prayed for, that you've, that all the things that you All the seeds that you've sowed You're now reaping the benefits of them Like, they're definitely coming to the fore But at the same time you still feel like no, no, I haven't got enough. I haven't got enough in the material sense. I would, I would say. So emotionally, you're blessed. Like your family life is popping off. I feel like you know that's a direct message for me. Family life is popping off. Like not that it doesn't have its challenges with um, a newborn in my case, but you know the things that you've wanted are definitely being given to you now, or you you're seeing that they are coming to you, or they're sprouting or blossoming, but. You're still there like mm, I just feel like I just need some more coins I just need some more things Because I just don't quite feel settled But the reason that is Isn't because you haven't secured the bag Isn't because actually the material wealth isn't there The material wealth is there And the, and the physical wealth We know not just about the money But you know the, the physical things that you need to, to ground yourself And to make yourself feel you know materially secure They're there But you're not seeing it because there's a mental conflict And that's why the Five of Swords came out There's a mental conflict taking place where You don't understand that you've won And I feel like that's a message for me as well Because I remember when I was coming in to record today For some reason what kept playing on my mind Is that comment that somebody wrote When I made the episode talking about the miscarriage And they went back to the episode before that When I was basically saying that, you know I've blocked some people and cut them out And of course I kind of, you know, know who put those comments there Um, It's it's a limited number of people Very, very limited number of people That could have written such something so vile But I was thinking about that And as I was heading in to come and record this episode and I thought to myself wow people really ain't shit and at the same time I had to check myself and be like why are you dwelling on battles you've already won like why are you dwelling on 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 their losses you're victorious like you are victorious you she's royal about myself so royal yeah anyway um why are you dwelling on these past conflicts Like baby girl You're victorious Like God has set Before you An absolute feast Baby girl Baby boy Baby non-binary Like God has set Before you An absolute feast Like Your cup Runneth over You are so Abundantly blessed Yet still there Thinking about Well Those bitches Didn't want you to win Yeah those bitches Didn't want you to win But you know what you did You motherfucking won Yeah You motherfucking won So what what they want Is is immaterial In this situation Because God was like My G Come true Do you So Let God Continue to bless you and, And appreciate the things That God has Now put before you Because they're the things That you said you wanted And sometimes We need to understand that The real challenge is Is accepting the blessings That we prayed for 
I think that that is the that is the that is the message. We've asked the you know the divine. We've we've asked divinity to shine through us. We've asked for so many things, and then the things are now given to us, and we're like, oh. Oh, I don't feel like I'm worthy because I need. St- I still need to fight those bitches that said I'd never get it. You don't need to fight those bitches that said you'd never get it because the the fact that you've got it is killing them enough. <laughs> you know when my mum's always joking around and she's like, ah, I want to oppress my enemies. Ah, I'm, I'm. This one is going to kill my enemies. Your blessings are already speaking enough for you. The fact that God could do the things that God has done in your life is a message enough that. Touch not my anointed, innit? All of you, man, back the fuck up Because this one is my own I've claimed this one as my own And so therefore, all of you hating motherfuckers Need to go and sit the fuck down Or dig a hole and get inside it Yeah? So, I think that that's ultimately it Like, the doorway is open And I think I've talked about this probably in the previous episode as well You know The portal is open Your blessings are now here The things that you've wanted are now here Like the, basically in my, The image that just flashed in my head Is like There's this banquet table That's been set up just for you And it's got everything that you've ever asked for And you were like God, you know I really want to eat this I really want some fried chicken I really want this And I really And so God has put all of those things before you Giving you all of the things that you said you wanted And it's now time for you to sit down at the table And you're like Oh, well I just don't feel like I deserve all of this stuff And maybe it's too much Maybe it's too much Maybe I've asked for too much Maybe, you know, maybe take away the watermelon I don't even fuck with watermelon But I did eat quite a bit of it during the pregnancy But, you know, take away these things I don't need these things Suddenly you don't You That voice kicks in And you start having this internal conflict That you don't think you deserve the things that you asked for If you didn't deserve them You wouldn't have asked for them in the first place And if you didn't deserve them You wouldn't have been given them As far as I'm concerned You've been given them because you deserve them And you've been given them because you ask for them Because you know that you deserve them So just accept the thing, You know Just accept the thing And live your best life So that's a self-drag For me as well You know It's not just you That is dragging It's dragging all of us From the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck The card that I pulled was I give myself permission To show up and show out Honestly All of these cards Just came out Beautifully Because the message Just continues The narrative Continues to run All the way through this I give myself permission To show up And show out Sometimes the only person Holding you back Is you Give yourself the permission To be your whole self And live your whole life And that's it It's a continuation Of what I just fucking said Yeah The fact that we are the ones holding ourselves back We ask for the things The things have now been provided And then we don't want to claim them Because we're like Oh, I, um, maybe I don't deserve it Or maybe it'll get taken away Maybe the moment I start enjoying it It'll go away The fact of the matter is Like things are always changing Life is always changing Here today, gone tomorrow Things are always changing So if you're going to spend your time Worrying about something going away Instead of enjoying it Then what was the point of Fucking asking for it in the first place? Enjoy it Because yeah, life might change But you know what? God, God fucking loves the shit out of you Yeah? God fucking loves you The universe fucking thinks that you are brilliant So even if something might look like it's changed Or something that you were enjoying Is now no longer there in the way that you were enjoying it Trust and believe that even that won't last forever This too shall pass That's it 
So while the blessing is here, enjoy it because you know it's a transition. It's a transition. Something else will happen, and that transitory stage um, might mean that things are a bit wobbly. But then you're going to go to the next blessing. So just enjoy this blessing where while it's here and treat it like a conveyor belt. As God is just passing those blessings across the front of you on this conveyor belt, pick and choose the things that you enjoy. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Live your best life. So give yourself permission permission to show up and show out. And I feel like it's the same message for me as well. Like understanding that. I should show up and show out and I should show up and show out in the body that I currently have because there's also this mentality, like I said earlier, about my career and things that I do with the studio and fitness and things like that. And acting, obviously being so linked to my physical body that I'm not even allowing myself enough space to be like, sis, you literally just gave birth to a human. Like, you just gave birth to a human. You have second degree tears from giving birth to a human. Give yourself time to heal. Like take your time. But I'm like, nope, got to get back. Got to get back. Got to get snatched. Got to do this. Got to do that. Because obviously I feel like I've linked my worth to what my physical body is able to do. But my wealth, my worth and my wealth is it goes way beyond that. It goes way beyond the physical body. The blessings that I have go way beyond the physical body. And I feel like that is the message for a lot of us as well. So um, tying my worth and my value to that is stupid because the body's always changing and there will always be reasons for the body to go to do up and down and round and round. You let the body do what it does and, and thank your body for accommodating your soul. So that's a message that I know I needed for myself because the fact that I was able to carry this little human for going on 10 months and then give birth to the human through my vagina. Sorry, vagina. Sorry, vagina. But yeah, get this human out through this birth canal and then go start going through the process of healing. Take time, baby girl, take time. And that's the message for any of you, man, that are doing the same thing or have done the same thing recently. Take time, give yourself time to heal. So you can show up and show out in various ways. There are various ways to beautify. Like I've got my waist beads back on finally. I didn't have them on through um, the kind of like second trimester to the third trimester I didn't have my waist beads on so now my mum got me some pretty ones and I've got my waist beads back on and just starting to feel a little bit more like me and I'm and I'm enjoying that you know um I'll probably get my nails done I'll probably go for a hammam you know a hammam spa and like get scrubbed down just do things to feel cute you know and give the body time to heal and give your your mental state time to adjust to this new way of life as well so from the um Marcella Kroll deck, I pulled divinity as the card from that Oracle deck. And she says of divinity, you are divine love incarnate. Whatever your question, know that love is the source, the question and the answer. Drawing this card invites you to proceed with love over fear. No matter what your situation or relation, proceed only from a place of unconditional love and understanding. Meditate when you want to feel more love in the pure, in its purest form and to connect to others in the more heart-centered way. Again, a continuation of what we've just spoken about. Like if we say that God in his, when we, God is love, like literally what God, God is love. There's no gender to God. God is pure, is love in its purest form, right? And God in his purest form of love has given you all of the things that you said you wanted that would make your soul glad because God so loves you that wants you, that God wants you to have the things that you said that you want. 
So all of these things have been given to you and how you pay that back is with fear. Like, oh, what if it goes away? Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? No, repay love with love. Repay love with love. Like it's constantly a give and take. That's what this is so amazing about the life that we're living. God, we are an extension of God's love. Like if God is this mighty flame, this fire, I am that I am. Because we notice that numerous times in the Bible, God appears as fire. So that spark, if the God is that fire, then those little sparks of the flame are how we are created. That's what we are. We're just little with sparks that join back to that eternal flame. Eternal flame. Sorry, I should not have gone into that song. I can't even remember who sang. Is it Atomic Kitten? Sorry, I'm losing my, I'm losing the plot. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we're little sparks of divinity. So the best way to pay back that love, that fire that we are part of is to shine brighter. This little light of mine, eh, 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 I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, boy, 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 I'm gonna let it shine. Skirt, skirt. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, another song that caught my soul, but literally, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let your light shine. Yeah, and and let the light of love incinerate the fear that you feel. Wow, that was an image. Woo, Kalechi, you wordsmith, baby girl. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say about that. Done. So that's the tarot message for this week. I hope it resonates with you. Definitely resonates with me. Let's me know all the, you know, it just confirms all of the things that I've um, read for myself and I and I wanted to impart that with you um, in this reading. So moving on then to share your magnificence. Share Your Magnificence this week for me goes out to the midwives that I had on the day that I was giving birth, you know, like literally in the hours that I was giving birth. Um, Just to give you a heads up that then Suck Your Mum goes out to the midwives that I had in the days leading up to the birth because they can suck their mothers. But the ones that I had on the day of giving birth, wonderful, wonderful babe. So that big up yourself, Rachel, Dawn, Zainab and Lamia. They'll probably never hear this, but if you happen to know anyone by that name who's a midwife, that is a midwife at King's College Hospital, like let them know that they're baby girls. I mean, I told them, you know, when I was being stitched back up by Zainab, I did say to her, like, I'm going to pick you up on my podcast because you're actually a rascal art G. And I couldn't have had a more pleasant birthing experience, you know, with anybody else. Thank you so much, Zainab. Um, and thank you, Dawn. Like Rachel, like I said, Lamia. Lamia was learning from Zainab or like shadowing her or assisting her. All babes, all wonderful babes. Thank you so much for being there. It's such a crucial moment, a special moment in my life. Um, you did your job and you did your job wonderfully. Um, Zainab, big up yourself because, you know, they, people, the, the, the hospitals don't tend to let you have your baby if your baby's coming out in an occiput posterior position. So basically when a baby's coming out, ideally the baby will turn. So the back, the baby's back is to your, the, to your belly. And so they come out with their head like down and they just kind of slide through. But for some reason, Lev wanted to face forward because he wanted to see everything. He wanted to come out into this world with his head held high. He wanted to let you bitches know that he's arrived. And um, so he came out with his, with his back to my back. So his tummy was facing forward. So that meant that his head wasn't engaging. And I'll explain more about why that caused com- complications later on. Not major complications, but just Higgy Hagger. 
So um, when he did, you know, when we were bringing him out, um, she was very, very gentle. And I think that the whole process of his, you know, the the slow nature of the labor, because his head wasn't engaging, she was very, very accommodating through it. And yeah, when he finally started to emerge his little head, she was like, oh, he's facing, you know, he's but posterior, like he's facing forward. Um, wow, I've only, this is my second time seeing this in my time of being a midwife and you've done pretty much the impossible. So like big up yourself. So she made me feel wonderful that I, I even managed to, you know, do that. But obviously it's because they don't, we don't get scans you know, when you're during the birthing process, they kind of always tell you that, oh, don't worry if the baby's ossiput and um, posterior. You, by the time that the, it's time for the baby to come out during labor, they usually turn themselves into the optimal position to come out. But Lev didn't turn. He was like, no, I told you all. I want to see everything as I enter this bitch. Get me. So, yeah, because I know of other people that the moment that they realize that the baby's um, still posterior, they, they they take them to have a C-section because, you know, it's just very, very difficult to give birth to a baby that doesn't want to turn um, around, like turn his, his body, his head around and face the opposite way. So it wasn't breached. His head, what he like, his head was in the position. It was in a down cephalic position that it needed to be, but he just was facing forward. So yeah, very, very difficult, very challenging um, birthing experience, but we moved, you know, we moved and he moved and here he is, you know, in this world. So that's who my magnificence goes out to. Rachel Dawn, Zainab and Lamia, two slaps on your chest. Absolute baby girls, really, really enjoy you. Enjoy your life. You know, I appreciate everything that you did for me. Um, then big up my baby girl online. We haven't actually met in real life. Um, Bassi Ikpi, who has her book out called um, I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying, uh, about her mental health experience, a collection of her own essays about her mental health experience and just her life. So it's like autobiographical. Um or like a memoir type of vibe And I've been reading it And I'm truly, truly enjoying it Because it's the kind of honesty That I really want from a book It's the kind of lyricism That I really want from a book It's the, you know It evokes imagery That's just wonderful And beautiful And lush And yeah I don't know when I need to find out details About when it's actually out In the UK And all of them things there Or if it's already out In the UK Because I was sent The ebook version but truly appreciate you, Bassi. Appreciate your, the work that you do. And I know that she was on the read. She was on the read with Crystal and Kid Fury um, a few weeks ago, speaking about the book um, with them. So hopefully if she comes over to, if Bassi, if you come over to the UK, um, you better come on my podcast first. Yeah. Done no. Before any of all these other gal. Yeah. I, you better come on this one first. Yeah. Anyway, two slaps on your chest, Bessie, for the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, and, you know, you're writing and I'm, and I love seeing your tweets about, you know, this whole publishing process and, you know, the, the, the events that you're going to, you know, because of this book and signings and things like that. I'm glad that you're living your best life. And now the Oprah's book club is back as an app. Girl, I want to see you there. I want to see you shining. I want to see you doing the thing. So that's that. Um, let me see. I think I've got a letter from our Portia who she, she sent it quite a while ago, but obviously I wasn't recording the podcast then. So 
Portia says, hi Kalechi, thank you for blessing us with so many episodes after the year timeline you originally set for the podcast. As I spend more time on myself spiritually, your podcast has served as stern reminders about where I'm going and where my energy needs to be placed. My Share Your Magnificence nomination, if applicable when you're reading this, goes to Debbie and Kimberly at Planned Parenthood in California. I went to one of their clinics for the first time today and had an abysmal experience. I quickly found myself in a situation where my needs and concerns were uh, once again weren't being heard by the white doctor who was meant to help me. I had questions about the contraception she was putting me on only for her to cut me off and snap at me on multiple occasions. When I told her to apologize, she antagonized and tried to gaslight me. She used my fuck you response to not only play victim, but also to abuse her power. She denied me of the contraception she knew I spent two hours waiting for. Contraception she knew would stop my severe period pains that often leave me unable to stand. When I asked to speak to her manager, The manager sided with her and her decision Turns out this doctor was the only one at the clinic Who could approve prescriptions When I referenced how it went against my rights That were clearly displayed on their walls And how I wasn't leaving without that prescription She said that I had to leave immediately She said security already knew about me And that if I didn't go in that moment She would call the police on me All the while with the phone in her hand Mind you, the manager was a black woman This didn't surprise me As after all, not all skin folk are kin folk Big ups to Zora Neil Hurston Luckily for me I got the information of their manager, Kimberly, before I left to file a complaint. When speaking to Kimberly, she apologized sincerely and said she would do what she could to fix this. She took the details of the incident, she took down the details of the incident and connected me to Debbie, a doctor at another clinic. Not only did Debbie approve my prescription immediately, but she also explained that. And what to do in case my issues were prevalent She made it very clear that we could That we would work together to get my, rid of my severe pains Despite being based in Long Beach Quite a way away from where I am in LA She told me I could call her anytime with more questions While I have no plans to go back to Planned Parenthood I appreciate Debbie and Kimberly For going above and beyond to take care of my needs I extend this appreciation to anyone in the medical field Who believes, listens and appropriately treats black women While I shouldn't congratulate doctors for doing the basics The sad reality is the Britneys of the world Yes, the white female doctor I was dealing with was actually called Britney It's Britney, bitch So she didn't put that in the letter I just did that, sorry And yes, she was blonde and blue-eyed Are a dime a dozen While I don't know if management will handle Britney And her auntie Tom appropriately I know in one way or another God will deal with them At the very least, Satan will take his child Britney back <laughs> I don't think I could have had the confidence to complain if it wasn't for you You are never afraid to call white women out on their violence Therefore lowering my tolerance for it whether you, um, whether you bring it up um, Whenever you bring it up Knowing I wasn't alone in the medical negligence Meant that I didn't hold back this time on telling them about their clots I don't regret anything I said And will continue to voice my concerns Until not berating me Or any other black woman is a thing of the past As you step into this new chapter of your life I wish you nothing but the best You've already heard how great of a mother I know you'll be May God continue to watch over you and your family As you welcome your baby boy Thank you Portia, you baby girl Two slaps on your chest And big up Kimberly um, For helping you in that situation Um, I just think it's 
it's it's really really wonderful that you had Debbie and Kimberly to be there for you. Fuck you, Brittany, you dickhead. And whatever black woman that was working with you, I mean, I'm going to talk about black women that internalize racism um, in the medical field very very shortly. As I said for my so uh, for my suck your mum straw of the week, but yeah, fuck you, Brittany. It's not Britney, bitch. And um, and fuck you, the black woman who was working with her, because why would you deny someone something that you know that they so desperately need? Because it's about you um, abusing the power that you have. And the fact that you said that you would even call police, knowing what police can do to black people once they arrive, you're a dumb bitch. You're a prick. You're a prick for that one, Britney. Wherever you are, you're a prick. So um, thank you, Portia, for that. I wanted to read that out and I've got another little letter as well. Um, I'm going to call this person um, Maria. I'll name her Maria. Dear Kelechi, I've not listened to the podcast since the end of March. I had twins on April 1st and life has been a whirlwind. Yesterday, I started working my way back through all I've missed on our daily walk. The minute their eyes close, my headphones go in. I love that there was actually an episode on April 1st. It truly spoke to me. Anyway, today, as per my new routine, I'm walking around Kennington Park and I'm listening and I'm smiling, laughing, feeling almost tearful and exhaling. Wow, feels absolutely incredible, like catching up with an old friend on all the things you really want to discuss, the things that move you, inspire you and delight you. Thank you. Thank you times a million. All of the love always. Maria, that's the name that I've given her. Thank you and congratulations on the birth of your twins. I am hoping that you're living your best life and I'm sending you so many vibes of protection and love and light. Like keep living your best life, sis, like and enjoying those walks through Kennington Park. I mean, I've been doing a few walks around the area with Lev and it's been brilliant. There's the random woman that like started stroking his hair at the circumcision clinic. She worked there, which I just thought was highly inappropriate because nobody asked her. I don't know. That just came to me. But yeah, other than that, people haven't been moving mad on coming to touch him. Like, but most times I keep him in a sling really close to my chest. So I can just go like, why? And grab their hand if I need to, you know? But yeah, that's, that's that. Anyway, this week on So You Mad, in case you haven't noticed, is very strongly themed around like, you know, bodies and 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 things like that and women's bodies um so yeah this week on so you mad it was just one quick one just a quick one just a quick one um it's you know some of you might not watch the real housewives of atlanta but i do i'm gonna stand in my fuckery and say that i watch the real housewives of atlanta and as much as it frustrates me i thoroughly enjoy it and all the mess, all of the mess. I enjoy all of the mess. Anyway, Portia recently gave birth. Her baby's like, no, not recently. She, yeah, she, her baby's six months old now. PJ, she's six months old now. Anyway, I was happened. To, I just happened to be perusing on Portia's Instagram page. I tend to not follow like celebrities in that sense. Like I only follow people that I like know, know who are celebs. But um, if I don't know them, I don't tend to follow them. I don't know why I should be keeping up with their life in that way. Um, but yeah, so I was on Portia's page and I looked a little way down and I saw that 
Somebody had commented on one of her pictures where she's wearing a bikini. I think she's wearing a bikini. She's in the swim. She's at the swimming pool and she's with her daughter. And this motherfucker commented and said, you need to cover up P just until you lose the baby fart. Just kidding. Lol. First of all, you dumb cunt. You're not kidding because you went through the effort of writing that message. Lol will not change the violence of what you've just written. Just kidding will not change the violence of what you've just written. Like this person has given birth to a child, a whole whole ass human being. They've birthed a whole ass human being and their body's healing from that because it is a trauma. It is a trauma to your body to, to, to do all of that. And then you came with your stupid self to come and tell her, oh, cover up. Don't show that body until it's back in a position that I find desirable. But the wickedest is, and I think this was written by, let me just have a look if I can see the picture properly. Yeah, it was written by another woman. (laughs) Would you believe it? Women policing other women's bodies. Oh my God. Shocked. Very shocked. Not. You're the same person that when... Someone like Tiana Taylor posts a picture of like, look, this is my post baby body two weeks after giving birth. And, you know, she's got fucking ripped abs. You're the same person that's going to feel inadequate when she does that. Right. But then Portia just living in her body as it is, living her life, um, enjoying the the motherhood and, and loving the moments she's spending with her baby. She posted this picture instead of you at your big, big age to be like, sis, congratulations, queen, live your life, enjoy yourself. You're now coming to say no, cover up your body until it's this and it's that. You know what will be covered up? Your blessings from the most high. I feel like they're limited anyway, the blessings from the most high, because you have enough fucking time to be writing this um, in people's comments on their social media pages. You're an idiot. And anybody else, you know, that's a message for anybody else that would go around commenting on the bodies of people that have just given birth. You're an idiot. Fuck you. Nobody asked you to, to for your opinion. And those words that you so desperately want to say, I hope that you choke on them. That's the most apt thing to do with your words. Just choke on them. Because I cannot ex- express to you just how challenging pregnancy and birthing is. I cannot express it to you with all of the words. There are enough words for me to be able to. I don't think like, as much as people say to me, oh, collection, you're so articulate. I don't feel like I'm articulate enough to actually express to you what that experience is like. So now that you've done that, and this is something that I also noted, um, noticed that my naming ceremony from men, actually, not from the women who attended the naming ceremony, like a couple of uncles, um, who are obviously intimidated by the fact that before pregnancy, I was banging Jim. So now on the day of the naming ceremony, where I've still got this little pregnancy pouch um, and I'm wearing my traditional, two of them separately came up to me and they were like, Kelechi, wow. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. On the birth of your son. Wow. You're a strong woman. Strong woman to give birth to a son. Shut up. Son, daughter, Whatever, everything bangs, shut up. Anyway, oh, you're a very, very strong girl. So this must mean that you're not going to finally leave the gym alone and you'll and you'll be a woman and you'll be a mother, you know, and, and you you relax. Yeah, you relax. I'm looking at them like, is it because you don't go to the gym? Is it because you can't lift weights? Is that why you're so desperate for me now that I'm a mother to not lift weights? Because you need to feel some kind of, you know, I'm emasculating you as it were. 
even though I don't think that this is a thing, but I'm emasculating you as it were, because I was going to the gym. So heaven forbid that now I have a child, I'll still go back to the gym and my body will still bang more than yours. My strength will still be more than yours. My mobility, my endurance will still be more than yours. Like that bothers you because that is what you feel like you have, um, you know, um, precedence over being a man. And it's really not the case. And someone, another person came in and said, ah, Kelechi, Kelechi. Ah, now that you've given birth, that's good. So no more gym, Abby. You're just going to chill now. No more gym. Or when do you think you're going to go back? You'll probably go back to the gym in about, what, six months. And I said, no, I'll just go back to the gym when I feel ready to. Ah, you, go, you, yeah, you, you, this one, you're, you're made of iron or you're made of steel. You go back whenever you feel like, and you should just relax. Let your body just relax. You don't need to be doing any of that stuff right now. Nobody's looking at you in that way. Why do you as men think that this is all done because it's a, it's about how other people are looking at me? Have you ever considered that? I just really enjoy fitness because I mean, I've done it for so fucking long. Like I've owned, I've always, I've always been doing um, fitness, like from very, very young age, I've always been athletic. But for you, it's about, oh, I must be doing it for the validation that men ideally are going to give me. Men don't have great opinions from what I've seen in my 30, well, by this point, 33, almost 33 years of living. They don't have wonderful opinions, definitely not opinions when it, it, it's about me. So I don't really care. So my body is my body and I'll do what I want. So I'm not doing it for what other people have to say. Ultimately, I'm doing it because I want to feel at home in myself. That's not to say that I'm totally void of caring about other people's opinions about my body. Because like I said earlier, there is a pressure in the things that I do to get to a certain way of looking. Um, But again, I can choose to either internalize those pressures or tell them to fuck off. It's my choice. It's ultimately my choice. And nobody fucking asked you. But it was just so funny how desperate these men were at the naming ceremony. My body hasn't even calmed down. This is literally because we do the naming ceremony um, in Yoruba culture. I don't know what it's like for other cultures within Nigeria, but we do it seven days after the baby's born. So my, I literally gave birth seven days ago and you're already trying to find out what I'm doing next with my body because heaven forbid it makes you feel shit about your body. Leave me alone. Leave me alone and focus on your own life. That's all that anybody's asking you to do. So I definitely felt it for Portia here with that nonsense comment because I was just like, why would you come onto somebody's page only to, 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 to spread negativity? What is so wrong? What is so missing in your life that that is what you want to do? And, and pr- women... I don't even want to just say women, but just generally people who have given birth are so vulnerable in those first few weeks. Like I can't tell you how many times I cried in those first few days, like for, 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 for valid reasons, for reasons that I wouldn't say aren't valid, but definitely I'm not thinking about them now so many times. And then someone now wants to come and impose on you with nonsense. How do you even know what Portia's going um, through behind the scenes? You know, because I think at this point when they wrote the comment, maybe the baby was about, I don't know, her daughter was about three months, four months. You don't even know if she's got postpartum depression. You don't even know all the things that she's dealing with, but you've come to come and tell her to cover her body until all the baby fat has gone away. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. And your nonsense comments. That's all I have to say about that. So that's that for So You Mad. Now for straw of the week, AKA suck your mum. I want to dedicate it to all the African aunties that insist on working in the medical field, working as midwives or nurses. 
when they clearly don't love the job, why are you there? Why are you there, auntie? Auntie, I beg. Kilode, why are you still there? Don't you have shame? You're doing a job that what? Is it because when they were giving out them grants in like the early, well, late 90s, um, early noughties, you, that you went and took it on because, you know, you get a grant to go and study midwifery or nursing or whatever. You took it on. But the thing is, you're not enjoying it. And that negative energy you're spreading to everybody else. And this was my experience um, in the days leading up to the birth of Lev. I... You know, my water broke, let's say on a Tuesday. Yeah, my water broke on Tuesday. I went for um, an acupuncture session earlier on that Tuesday because by this point I was like 41 weeks. Yeah, I was 41 weeks by this point. So I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for an acupuncture um, session to kind of help me get my body moving, you know, get get the, the process started. And So I went for the acupuncture session, I think around 11 a.m. And then at 8 p.m., I was just laughing about something. I think I was watching Fresh Off the Boat again Um, and laughing, laughing, laughing. And then all all I saw was like, whoosh, the waters broke. So I was like, oh, it's about to get popping. Woo, baby's on the way, baby's on the way. Um, So yeah, waters broke around 8 p.m., and from what they said in the antenatal classes, um, you don't need to come in straight away once your waters break. Stay at home, wait for the um, wait for the contractions to start, and whatever else. So I waited at home for about fifteen hours, and I started getting contractions by this point. Very, very, very noticeable contra- um, contractions. Went to the um, went to the labour ward, and they were like, oh. No, you're you're not very dilated, and I so I don't think that your waters have broken. You're not very dilated. Well, you know, by this point, I'd waited fifteen hours in it. So if my cervix had kind of done, you know, the waters had broken and whatever, whatever was there in terms of th- fluid wasn't being pricked up by their little litmus whatever testing paper that they were using to check if there was any amniotic fluid. But I knew for a fact that my waters had broken. I knew for a fact because I saw it with my own coral eyes. Or maybe you just weed yourself. No, I didn't weed myself because I know the difference between urine and amniotic fluid. But okay, whatever. So um we we're doing this back and forth, right? All the African aunties that were inserting their hands into me in those days between Saturday, between Tuesday and yeah, like let's say between early Wednesday morning, early hours of Wednesday morning to Saturday. Yeah. All these aunties that were inserting their hands into me vigorously acting like I was a problem, like I was inconveniencing them by being there, by being like, oh, hey girls, my waters have broken. I know that they've broken. Ah, it hasn't broken. Ah, yeah, 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 go, go. Okay, we'll check. Look, you are just two centimeters dilated. Ah, just go. Ah, ah, ah. Wait until your, um, your contractions are, you know, this much apart before coming back. Okay, cool. So now my contractions are that far apart, like you've asked for, yeah? And I've come back. No, you're still not dilated. We're doing this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Early hours of Saturday morning, luckily I see a younger midwife who then says to me, you know, you're clearly in a lot of discomfort. And by this point, I'd been throwing up constantly. Like I'd gotten to that point point of labor. I, would, I just kept vomiting, you know, I tried to lie down. I hadn't, I hadn't eaten since Tuesday, you know, at this point. So 
We're on Saturday I'm exhausted I haven't had any sleep Because I keep throwing up I can't lie down I'm getting contractions Constantly Very painful contractions But you know Whatever So it gets to the point Where she's like You know you're in a lot of discomfort Um, You have two choices You either go home I was like I'm not going home I'm not going home Because at this point I'm staying here I'm not going And you And you And you Gonna deliver my baby Yeah so I said, yeah, I'm not going And she gave me um, a um, pethidine, like an injection to, to at least help me to take the edge off the pain And that was the first time I was able to sleep for like, I don't know, like an hour And then the consultant came in in the morning And was just like, oh, I've just had to look at your notes And it's rather odd that you've been coming in since like Wednesday um, Saying that your water's broke Saying, you know, talking about these contractions And you're obviously in a lot of discomfort So what we're going to do at this stage Is that we're going to artificially rupture the membranes Which is what they use, like this thing that looks like a crochet hook and they use it to pop the amniotic sac And so basically they break your waters for you Right, and then that should get labour going Listeners Friends, listeners Baby girls, baby girl, baby boys, baby non-binaries Lend me your ears and also lend me your straws When it was now time for the midwife Again, I had a nicer midwife this time Again, a younger one Dawn, I think that was when I had Dawn She came and she was like Oh, so I'm ready to like, um, you know, um Get, you know, rupture the membranes and pop the pop the sack and, you know, get this going She's there fiddling around inside me and she goes, there's no water there And I was just like, I told you fucking dickhead, I told you I told you already that there's no water in there because I told you that my water's broke But nobody was listening to me and suddenly panic ensued Panic started Because suddenly they were like Oh my god So if you said that your water's broke um, Tuesday night So that means Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Saturday There's been no water around the front of the baby All of those days And oh my god Your temperature's going high It looks like you probably haven't You've got an infection you're, You've got a fever Maybe the baby's got a fever too Suddenly they start panicking Because oh lo and behold I was right the fucking The entire fucking time Because I know my own body and this is why we keep saying to you that black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth in comparison to white women because nobody wants to listen to us when we're talking to you about our own rascalat bodies. Nobody wants to hear word. And she was like, what I think may have happened is that, you know, the front waters went, but you'll still have the hind waters behind the baby. I was like, I don't care if it was front waters, side waters, underwater, the water went in it. And now you're there looking for water to pop And you can't pop none Because there's no water there So all of this time Baby's been exposed And all of you man That have been grudgingly Sticking your stupid fingers Into my vagina To have a look around And telling me Oh well you're just not The cervix isn't open yet So stop coming in and complaining And, and I think also there is another factor to that Where when you have a white partner I feel like a lot of these African aunties That are midwives yeah, They look at you a certain way And they see you as weaker I don't know Or they see you like Coming in with a princess complex Which I would never come in with But you know They've made assumptions about me So then I promise you The attitude was just off It was just off It wasn't just one of them It was quite a few of them That I saw over those few days Who just behaved like I was an inconvenience For saying to them Look my waters have broken And I'm having contractions And I just I don't know why It's not progressing In the way that you want it to But I'm very very sure Of what's happening To my body right now And somebody needs to see me No 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 Go home until Your contractions Are this far apart But you know why They wouldn't get to that point Really really quickly But And the baby's head Is exposed all of this time because he was occiput posterior So he was facing in a way that his head Was not going to engage as quickly as one would like 
because he was facing forward and refused to turn around into the optimal position for a baby to be born. So just bare fuckery. Eventually, because there's no water to pop now, they're like, okay, well, the next thing is that we're going to have to induce labor. But the thing is, if we induce labor, it's likely that you're going to then need an epidural because the level of pain you're going to feel because the contractions will be a lot more intense. Let me tell all of you baby boys, baby girls and baby non-binaries, yeah? Your baby girl that's speaking over this mic right now do not have an epidural. I did not have a C-section because that was not God's plan for me. I did that motherfucker. I rode that motherfucker out. On gas and air solely I rolled it out on gas and air Because why? I'd already been feeling these intense contractions That you speak of In the days leading up to this Saturday I'd been feeling them contractions But nobody was believing me So all that you did Was just help my cervix to open up That's You just helped my cervix to, to open up And then finally somehow After like 20 hours You know of doing all You know from the moment I came in You know in the early hours of Saturday morning To when you know, the baby arrived. It was like 20 hours of Higgy Hagar. I don't, I wouldn't call it like 20 hours of labor because people like to them dash them numbers around. But active labor was probably like six hours. And then, yeah. And when it came time, I, yeah, I'd say that that's probably where it was. I don't know how they um, do it. But then, I'd been at this for about 20 hours. I hadn't eaten since Tuesday. We're on Saturday. We're at this point, we're on like, I don't know, before midnight and I'm exhausted and it's now time to push because I'm finally like um, 10 centimeters dilated and it's time to, to get this show on the road. But I'm exhausted, right? And so I'm pushing for like an hour. Nothing's happening because why? He was his head. He was facing the other way. Right. He didn't want to turn around, but luckily his heartbeat was just great all the way through. He was just a baby boy all the way through. Didn't panic. I didn't panic really. I was just tired. And my mum had said to me the week, the Sunday before, because I went to, for afternoon tea at the Dorchester. She was like, the baby's going to come on a Sunday. I was like, what Sunday are you talking about? The, the baby's not going to come on Sunday and trust and believe it. As soon as it passed, like um, it, we were officially on Sunday, that's when he arrived. So he, he very much has some kind of weird connection with my mum. She knew he was going to be a boy and she knew he was going to come on a Sunday. And, you know, there we have it. So it was just all in all, a very beautiful, miraculous experience. But I just feel like it was tarnished somewhat by the fucking idiotic women, the useless African aunties that work as midwives that don't want to believe other black women when they come in um, talking about their own bodies. Because we already know that in the medical field, if you even look at the textbooks that are that are available about our about you know, birthing and everything else, or just generally the medical textbooks that are available. I think it was, what is it? Pearson or whoever that up until two years ago, they still had descriptions that said, oh yeah, generally culturally black people feel less pain. So you don't have to really worry about giving them more pain medication. This is how people die. This is how, not just women, not just black women, but this is how black people die because you don't want to help them. You don't believe them about their bodies. You don't believe them about the level of pain that they're feeling. And that is fucked up, you know? And I think that this is merely um, an extension or continuation rather of the eugenic, um, you know, the, the, um, the eugenics that people were practicing around the 1800s that just said, oh, you know, black people because of the shape of their heads and rare, 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 they're less intelligent. Therefore they feel less pain. So that's fine We can make them slaves That's fine We can colonise their countries Because they're basically animals They don't feel anything And these were the scientists That people still give Nobel Peace that gave, They gave Nobel Peace Prizes to And still see today As the fathers of science So their science as it were Their pseudoscience As far as I'm concerned 
permeates even into what we see in the medical field today. And that's part of the problem. And so if these aunties are going in apathetic, don't really want to do the job in the first place, and they've internalized these racist ideologies about their own blackness and about their own cultures, then our lives are in danger. So I'm just saying like, first of all, aunties, all of you can go suck your mums because why would you do that to someone that could be your daughter? Why, why would you just be so abrasive and so dismissive about the pain that they're feeling and also do fucking better because I definitely noticed the change in the level of care that I received once the midwives were younger and I just need for these aunties to do fucking better because we do not deserve to be treated in that way in the most vulnerable moments in our life. And that's all I really wanted to say. So my birthing experience don't want to traumatize anyone. I just feel like overall was, was, was fine. Was totally fine. Like I said, gas and air, the ting got through it. Um, and I had wonderful midwives on the day of, you know, you throughout the process of actually giving birth. It was just the days leading up to it. And actually, even when I had to go to, you know, my antenatal appointments, some of the midwives moved mad. And again, African aunties moved a bit mad. But other than that, all a wonderful experience. If you're going through it right now, do not be alarmed. You're going to do great. You will be fine. You are protected by the most high. Everything will be wonderful. But I need for these aunties to get their fucking act together and stop perpetuating racist ideologies that have been given to them by nonsensical white people. That's all I've got to say about that. And that's it for this week's episode of SYM. I have been Kelechi Okafor. You can follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Kelechnikov. Like I said, YouTube, man, them, you're not going to have this anymore. But so I can probably get you more episodes a lot um, more frequently. Follow the thing. Definitely hashtag at say, um, hashtag say your mind pod. Definitely leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Leave reviews. I want these reviews. Fucking hell, give me reviews. And they better be good ones as well. Don't come and leave nonsensical reviews. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I have been Kalechi Okafor. This has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What That's Right, Suck Your Mum. So hopefully I'll catch you guys either next week or the week after. But whenever I catch you, trust and believe that I will have bits and th- bits to say. I would have done bits and I would have done bobs, but I'll definitely have bits to say and there'll be f- straws, an abundance of straws to fling about. Until then, peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it, yo Hard time's calling for your long trots You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind